I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me remotely today are two representatives of the Seraphin Ensemble and Seraphin Summer Music, Kate Ransom, the Artistic Director and Violinist, and Julie Kusharan, the, a, an Atlanta-based Norwegian concert pianist. Welcome, Kate and Julie. Thank you. So glad to have you joining me. Uh, this will be interesting. We're doing a kind of a, a triage here, uh, coming in from three different locations, but uh, so glad that the two of you could, could join me today. Uh, we're talking, focusing mostly today on an upcoming program at the Music School of Delaware, and then uh, be uh, presented as a virtual concert after that. First live at the Music School and then virtual uh, online. Summer Surprise, Songs of Norway. Kate, I'm gonna let you start as the artistic director. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, the concept behind Summer Surprise, Songs of Norway. Well, thanks, Paul. Um, we've all been making a lot of adaptations uh, given the uh, public health concerns, and uh, we had to cancel our planned uh, uh, Seraphim Summer Music Festival, which would have taken place in June this year. But we didn't want to leave our audience, um, uh, you know, unattended to, and the artists have really missed collaborating and getting together. So now that we're allowed to reopen and start to invite people back on site, we have decided to do Songs of Norway, which is one of the programs that was in the Seraphim Summer Music Festival. And we will present uh, Songs of Norway on Saturday, August 22nd at 5 p.m. on site at the Concert Hall of the Music School of Delaware. Now, we have a 300-seat hall there, but we will only be selling for the live performance 75 tickets to conform to the restrictions that are in place and for everybody's health and safety. But we're really looking forward to it. We have a lineup of wonderful artists. Our headliners, uh, we have to say, are David and Julie Kusharan, Norwegian siblings, who are a spectacular pianist-violinist team. And uh, they will be joined by Julianne Lee of the Boston Symphony, playing violin, violin and viola. Uh, one of our favorite seraphins from the inaugural season of the Seraphim Summer Music, cellist Sheree Kruger, will be back with us. And uh, we will also have Gus Mercante singing again, doing two beautiful songs by Edvard Grieg. And uh, one other sibling pair, which would be my brother, William Ransom, a wonderful pianist, and yours truly. So it's a great lineup, beautiful works, all from Norwegian composers. And, um, and we didn't want to limit the access to this program and only being able to sell 75 tickets could be restrictive in that way. So we came up with the idea of having this uh, Grammy award-winning uh, classical re recording engineer, Andreas Meyer, record the concert on August 22nd. So we'll have a live broadcast video that we will present a few days later on Tuesday, August 25th. And the performers will tune in and chat with each other and um, you know, have remarks for the audience. So there will be a live aspect to the virtual event, but this way there can be unlimited access by anyone who wants to tune in virtually. Now, l let me ask you this, Kate. I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Could, could you speak uh, for, to the, uh, the space in which you're going to be performing, uh, particularly for those listeners not familiar with it? 
Sure. Well, the Music School of Delaware has a site in Wilmington that was built in 1959. And uh, along with that uh, building effort, they created a very lovely acoustic that has 300 seats concert hall. And um, the hall is cherished by all of the teachers at the school, all of the performers who have come through this, that stage and, and connected with audiences over all these years. And uh, we love the sound in the room. We will have a beautiful uh, concert grand Steinway provided by Jacobs Music Company for this concert. And um, performers just really love to be in that space and, and play. Um, for, for the COVID-19 restrictions, we're taking some extra precautions of limiting the audience size to 75, even though the hall seats 300. And we'll be doing some special things with the spacing of how we're seated on the stage. Um, we are doing two songs, uh, but we have discussed very carefully how to do that so it's safe with even adding a plexiglass barrier um, that is clear but between the singer and the audience just for added safety and, and reassurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, Julie, uh, our listeners have heard about Kate's background in the past, her, uh, her background with the, the violin. Let, let's, uh, for the sake of our listeners, let's hear a little bit about you, uh, your background as a pianist. Sure. sure. Um, so I was born in Oslo, Norway. And I grew up there. I lived there until I was about 13 years old. And then I moved to Philadelphia. So I have uh, a brother, David, who is the concert master for the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. And we played a lot together and we we're very close, especially when we were kids. And when he got into Curtis uh, Institute of Music in Philadelphia, um, I was like, can I go too? And, and so I went to <laughs> Philadelphia and um, I was homeschooled and I did lessons at Temple um, University. And um, after being there for about three years, I moved to London, England, and I was there, did all my degrees, uh, did my bachelor's and master's in teaching degrees at the Royal Academy of Music. And then after that, I moved to New York and then after that, I moved to Chicago, and then I landed in Atlanta about five or six years ago. So I've kind of been all over the place, um, and um, I absolutely love being in Atlanta. Um, it just feels like home now, um, especially because my brother is here, and we get to perform and play a lot together. And uh, with my concert schedule too, it's very easy to go um, and fly. Well, right, not right now, <laughs> but um, when things are a little more normal, it's easy to fly out and do concerts um, all over. So um, this is definitely my home now, even sure. though I will always consider Norway being my, my first home. Now, were you and your brother at Curtis at the same time? No, so I actually didn't go to Curtis. I did okay. lessons with a teacher there. But um, I did um, my lessons at Temple Music Prep. And, Got it. Then, okay. um, and then I wanted to go to London and I wanted to study with a teacher there. So I auditioned when I was 15 and I got in and um, I moved to London. So I had to say bye-bye to my brother for a little bit, but we kept in touch and we saw each other anyways. Now, I, I'm curious, and I, I kind of asked Kate this question in talking to her about, her, uh, she and her brother growing up together uh, in with musical training and 
Uh, did you and your brother find yourselves in positions of rivalry or kind of support? I mean, clearly you're two different instruments, but. Yeah, well, you know, that's a very interesting question. I think that when we were younger, it might have been a little bit more rivalry going on. Um, my brother used to um, hit me with his bow a lot, which was a great <laughs> weapon of choice. I mean, I have the piano. It's really not that much I can do with it. It's a bit heavy to lift. Um, so he used to poke me with that and we used to bicker a little bit, but you know, ultimately we were just really good friends and we supported each other and we had each other's backs and we were both bullied pretty badly in school when we were younger. For being different and doing something that you know might not have been the coolest thing um and then when we came to the us things kind of changed a little bit um people were very appreciative of our talent and um we felt more included and um and then you know now we still bicker sometimes here and there but you know i consider my brother to be my best friend and I feel very fortunate to be able to work with him. But I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that everything is always peachy because <laughs> it's right, not. Right. <laughs> but, um, but you know, the, the good thing about being a sibling is that you can still bicker sometimes. And then you just, you know, there's a few minutes and maybe a few hours that goes past and then you're friends again. So yeah. it's, uh, that's a nice uh, feeling to have, even though we might have disagreements sometimes. Now, I, I didn't ask this before, but I'm curious. Now, Kate, I know you have some musicians who are pretty regular with the Seraphim Ensemble. Julie, are you one of the regulars or are you sort of being viewed as a guest musician in this case? Um, well, I've been playing with the Seraphims before, um, okay. but this was the first time that I was going to come and play for the for the summer festival. Okay. Um, so I, you know, and also I've been playing with Kate for for a few years, um, and so I wouldn't say that I'm a complete newcomer, but it would be the first time that I would play in the music festival in the summertime. Okay. Well, I, I want to uh, go into the details of the upcoming. Uh, summer Surprise, Songs of Norway. But let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guests in the studio today are Kate Ransom, the violinist and artistic director for Seraphin Ensemble, and Julie Kusharon, uh, a an Atlanta-based Norwegian concert pianist, also a member of the Seraphin Ensemble and performing in the upcoming program. Uh, regarding the program, uh, Kate, you mentioned earlier about having to make adjustments in this COVID world. Uh, what sort of considerations, besides the spacing for the live performance, uh, did you take into account to put this program together uh, with musicians that are coming in from different places uh, and not being sure at various times what some of the travel restrictions might be and, and so on? Right. Um, so the first thing for me was to make sure each of the uh, collaborative artists who were being asked to be part of this program were comfortable uh, saying yes and really wanted to do it. And given the circumstances that they were uh, confident and comfortable about coming to play together. And um, so I talked through uh, some details more with some of the artists than with others, just to make sure that any questions they had or concerns were fully, um, you know, discussed and they were really making a decision they were comfortable with. So the artists all wanted to do that. I think uh, artists are um, 
really feeling the absence of the opportunities to perform and they're feeling the absence of the opportunities to be together and collaborate in the case of those of us who adore playing chamber music together. So that was a big consideration. The next consideration was about the audience. Um, what should we make sure we are doing to make sure the audience is feeling safe and comfortable? And the first one was, of course, limit the number of people who will be coming into the hall and also building adaptations, which the Music School of Delaware has made anyway, because we started on-site instructional activity in July. So um, we are really taking seriously the precautions, both, first of all, foremost, for everyone's health and safety, but also for everyone's reassurance and feeling confident that we uh, want to take good care of everyone. Uh, other than that, the few adaptations about how we will deliver the concert, you know, sitting a little bit further apart or um, respecting the individual artists uh, in the collaborative group, uh, what they are comfortable with as far as whether we're wearing masks during rehearsal and that sort of thing. So we will go with whatever makes uh, everybody comfortable. Um, other than curious. that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, other than that, there really it wasn't a lot to adapt um, other than making sure that we also had a virtual delivery mode so that even if not many people could uh, attend the concert live, we could still reach others through the virtual delivery. I, I'm curious, which came first, uh, asking the Norwegian virtuoso siblings or selecting a Norwegian repertoire? <laughs> well, actually, this is a wonderful <laughs> program. Yeah, kind of both, I think. This is a wonderful program that we've actually presented in places um, throughout the United States already a few times. And uh, we just really look forward to getting together again and playing it again. It's an extremely varied program, which has music for two violin, uh, sorry, music for two violins, music for uh, violin and cello, music for piano and violin. There's one piece for piano for hands, and then there's the wonderful, wonderful um, string quartet in G minor by Edvard Grieg that I sometimes call the superhero quartet because it's just so energized and also beautifully charming and full, full, full of Norwegian flavor and character. Now, I'm, I'm uh, intrigued by the, uh, the program as, as I shared off air my ignorance about not knowing the difference between Scandinavian and Norwegian composers. Uh, you have you have really some uh, fabulous pieces on here. But before we go into the pieces themselves, uh, talk a little bit about the rehearsal process prior to coming together for this concert, because much of what you're doing, uh, you're having to rehearse sort of separately and then bring together. Right. Well, some of the pieces, of course, are going to feature Julie and David, and they, right. they are have easy access to rehearse together and also have probably p played a lot of this repertoire since they were youngsters probably. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the artists reside in Atlanta uh, and can rehearse before coming up to Delaware. Um, of course, one of the artists is in Boston at the moment uh, too. So but basically to collaborate and do a, um, let's say, the quality that we want for something like a string quartet that does take more rehearsal time, a lot of decision making and so forth. But as I mentioned, we've actually played together, the same four of us, 
this uh, Greed Quartet on a number of occasions already because we've had the chance to present this program before. So um, we really can put it together more quickly than we otherwise would be able. We might ne have needed a week of rehearsal, but we really are able to bring it back to a very high quality um, with you know a couple of rehearsals and uh, just a day or two before um, because we've already done the sort of the nitty gritty work um, over the preparations for prior performances. Julie, Julie, could you speak uh, specifically to the work you're going to be doing with your brother? Oh, I think we lost Julie. Kate, oh. you still there? I am. Okay, hopefully Julie will rejoin us. Uh, who, who are some of the particular uh, composers that we're going to be hearing uh, at this concert, there, Kate? Um, well, they're all Norwegian or, uh, well, they're all Norwegian composers except for Edward Lalo, um, but Lalo wrote a piece called Norwegian Rhapsody. And uh, this is a version for piano four hands. It's absolutely a wonderful, exciting piece of music. Will be performed by Julie Coucheron and William Ransom at the piano. Um, Christian Sending wrote a suite. It's called Suite in Olden Style. And uh, uh, he's a Norwegian composer. And this is definitely one of the pieces that harkens to the Norwegian folk style, folk instruments, and so forth, as does the Grieg String Quartet, which is on the program. Um, there was a there is a folk instrument uh, uh, called the hardanger fiddle, uh, which is has a very uh, and has extra strings and a very unique rustic sound, and that is imitated in some of the works uh, by the Norwegian composers and definitely is a feature in the Grieg String Quartet. There's a also another well-known Norwegian composer is Johan Halverson. And there are two works by Halverson on the program, a concert piece for uh, two violins, David Kusharan and Julianne Lee will be featured in that piece. And it's very, very virtuosic. And boy, did they do a great job with it. And then there's a piece called the Handel Halverson Pasakai. And Handel uh, wrote the sort of theme that this is based on, but Halverson arranged it for um, uh, again, a very virtuosic rendition by a violin and cello pair in this case. It is sometimes played for violin and viola, but it will be played by David Kusharon violin and Sheree Kruger cello. We have a few minutes left, so I want to make sure I don't forget to ask, uh, ask this question. How do people find out about getting tickets for both the live performance as well as the uh, virtual concert? That is very easy. Thank you, Paul. Um, to get tickets for Songs of Norway, you just have to go to either the Music School of Delaware website, musicschoolofdelaware.org, and go to the events site, and you can purchase tickets. Tickets are $20 each. And the ticket, um, the first 75 tickets will be for on-site um, attendance for those who want to, but every ticket gives access to the link to come to the virtual performance a couple of days later. You can also access tickets by going to the seraphinensemble.org site, www.seraphinensemble.org, and it will take you also to the ticket sales site. Now, uh, uh, we got a couple minutes left, so l let me ask you this. There is, uh, in this COVID world, there's been a lot of opportunity to listen to music on, uh, you know, 
not necessarily live streaming, but recorded music. In this case, your, your virtual concert is going to be a recording of a live concert. How does that differ from something that would be produced in, say, a sound studio? Right. So recorded live means recorded live. So whatever happens that evening that the recording is made, that's what, um, that's what the viewers and listeners will experience um, when they tune in for the virtual event. So it's not edited and uh, not finished in any way. It's going to be as much like a live performance as we can make it. And um, as I mentioned, the performing artists, all um, seven of us, will be in the the Zoom tune-in event. So we'll be making remarks before and during intermission and have a chance to share a little more uh, live element in the in the virtual event. And in the minute we have left, as a performing musician, as a violinist, uh, what is the difference for you in recording live and recording sessions where you know you're simply cutting a CD or whatever? Well, I think live performance, just like um, the thrill of seeing a live sports event or, or anything, live theater, um, it has this more visceral element to it of watching and hearing something unfold right before you in the room. So there's no chance to be like messing around and polishing it or doing another take and so forth. So uh, it focuses a little bit more on the energy and the delivery of the vibrancy and connection with the audience um, and not to say we don't want to play in a polished and, and very refined way, but it's more about that connection element, um, person to person in, in the same room. When you're doing a recording, you're going to be very, very attentive to the precision and uh, perfection because you're putting it down for posterity. Well, thanks so much, Kate. As fate and the year 2020 would have it, we just had Julie rejoin us, and I'm afraid we have to, have to, have to sign off here. We're running out of time. Julie, uh, Julie Kusharan and Kate Ranson, thanks so much for joining us to talk about Seraphim Ensemble, Seraphim Summer Music, and the upcoming program, Summer Surprise Songs of Norway.